Hello, people. Woo! Back again. Back again. <laughs> we haven't said that in a while. What? Oh, back again. Oh, back again. We that, were saying that every episode. That was probably the uh, first couple episodes. The first uh, seven. About, hey, the first couple episodes, we're like, hey, how's back it again. going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same thing. Back again. Back, back again. again. Nah, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, we're both, both looking at each other like, what are we going to say? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, all that stuff like that. Hiya. Hi. Yeah, we definitely haven't mastered anything, but yeah, nah, nah. But we are, uh, we are thankful for what God is doing um, with this podcast, um, and I think even in prayer, even before this, we were even thanking God. We were like, man, um, there's so many avenues to actually share the gospel now. In the sense yeah. of like, you have this, you have social media, you have, I mean, there's TV, there's YouTube. I mean, a big part I think of how I got discipled was actually through like some through YouTube, like yeah. certain speakers that I would consistently run to, mm-hmm. uh, not run to, but just. Um, I would listen to. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that really blessed me heavy. And then just being around the group of believers, of course, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, my peeps um, and just having those conversations. I mean, it was great. Yeah. I think it's so important. Like, I think it's a blessing to have like YouTube, uh, you know, the podcast and, and things like that. But I think it's also super important. Like Gage was just saying, like the people that you have around you, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like that's what the early church was doing they didn't have the youtube they didn't have all that stuff you know what i mean like they had one another like the acts too like they were breaking bread with one another uh you know praying fasting all those different things that they were doing um you know getting in the uh the teachings you know so it's like that's what we need that's like the main thing and it's like i think in this generation especially now with like you know the virus and the social distancing it's like you know i was just thinking about this when we were in prayer i'm like man like it could almost kind of in this generation kind of be like a um you know, you could want to almost seclude yourself because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I have all I need on YouTube. Like, I don't really need to, like, physically right. I don't gather. Need a home church. I exactly. don't need to go to a church. And- exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's a temptation for me sometimes, too. Like, it's like oh, somebody okay. invites you somewhere and you're just like, uh, and I'm cool. I could just go home and maybe watch a cool sermon or something like that. I don't really have to go to that event. But it's like, nah, like you that wasn't even an option in the early church. You know what I'm saying? Like, they probably be like, you're not going to gather with believers because you'll rather go lay down and. You know what I mean? Watch something on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some times where, you know, like the Lord may not be leading you to go, but that's a whole different tangent. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to do like an episode on like evangelism and uh, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I'd probably say the uh, one of the I think one of the ways I've probably grown the most, like just accelerated, like growing in the Lord was absolutely from the people that I've had around me, like mm-hmm. being able to um, like I see their life. I I see, I see, uh, like the way that they may confront me on certain things. And that, those are your real people, like mm-hmm. your real dogs, you know what I mean? <laughs> your bro dogs mm-hmm. where those, those are the guys where like stuff be happening and they'd be like, yo, like that's not cool or this, that, and the yeah. third. or like, they're like completely open with one another and it's yeah. completely wholesome. And, um, like I remember when I was in the world, I had endless friends, endless mm-hmm. friends. And we used to come over to my house. We used to spark up and stuff like that. Like smoke, smoke weed is what I'm talking about. We used to spark up and stuff. And I remember when I fully gave my life to the Lord. Guess how many friends I had after? Not many. Two. Mm. They all stepped. And yeah. even those like two to three that were like still kind of like my people. Like we don't really, really even hang out like that anymore because they're still, you know, doing their thing. like yeah. this. And, But the people that I have like around me now, like those are my dogs, like in the sense of like how they've really helped me to become you know, more in love with Jesus. Yeah. The holiness aspect of it. I think, yeah. And that's a big thing. Like, 
Um, man, we're starting off this episode. No, I actually, I think, I think this is the Lord. Actually, I think the Lord's breathing on nah, it. Nah, so it's I think, good. I think whoever's <laughs> listening to this, actually, I feel like you need to, you, you do need to hear this because, I mean, I even have like people in my, uh, like, there's even some of my coworkers, uh-huh. um, like where I'm like, man, like you have everything it is to like walk in the Lord, but because you're surrounded around your like the people you used to go to high school with, like all these other people, and they're just like. They're j- it's just bad and it's just yeah. bad community and because you're in bad community you're not able to grow yeah you know what i mean yeah like you're you're the soil in your heart is so ready for the gospel you're yeah. receiving everything i'm saying like um many people that i've talked to but because they're um so surrounded around bad community around bad people and just going along with the stuff they never actually get the chance to actually like flourish that's why like man if you were in a good like home church if you were in a good place of like with with many different believers um man the the growth that would happen in your life would be like so wild yeah. you know what i mean yeah i mean first corinthians 15:33 um do not be deceived bad company ruins good morals yeah so it's like, you know, no matter, and like you were saying, like, you know, once you came to the Lord and, and, and Jesus saved you, like how many friends did you have? You know what I mean? And it's because we, you know, in a sense, we need that, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because we need to abstain from, you know, the things of the world, from the evil that's within the world. Because if we're trying to include ourselves, then we're just trying to be a part of the world. But, you know, we can't love the world and love God. You know, if you're, if you're, if you love the world, then you are at enmity with God. You know what I mean? You're an enemy of God if you love the world or the things of the world. So, but yeah. Um, Man. Well, I guess we should get back on track. <laughs> That's cool. Nah, nah I do believe that was some for people out here, especially because yeah. with this whole virus and everything, yeah. churches aren't open. So it's like mm-hmm. real easy to just like, let me just, let me just, I'll just throw on a sermon here. I'll just kind of do that. But, yeah. but when things do start on the offset of this virus, when things do start opening up and, and whatnot, like be be uh be hungry to to be involved around another uh, around a group of believers yeah you know that you all can sharpen one another like what it talks about in proverbs like that iron sharpens iron that you guys can be able to be to grow and actually um become um whole in jesus you know yeah. what I mean? you need the body of christ yeah. you can't be out here uh just trying to do like lone wolf it you know mm-hmm. what i mean isolation um uh, i think it's a quote somewhere like isolation will uh it will breed deception you mm. know what i mean in a lot of ways and a lot of people that start coming up with a lot of like crazy doctrines and all that stuff like that was a lot of it was actually because they were just like secluded themselves and then like oh this angel came and visited right. me and this started it happening not when you're actually not like sitting around others and being able to discern what you actually um experienced was actually yeah. biblical or something that was completely made up into your whole mind or something that was in, th- in influenced through the through the enemy yeah you know that is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you need, I mean, like you keep saying, like, you know, you need people because that's how you glean. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, I gleaned off of you. It's not mm-hmm. that like I copied your walk, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, like, wow, this guy's cool. And he's Christian. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Let me just, you know, once you get to hang with people, you just start seeing their life. Like, oh, like they like basketball and they're Christian. Like, I didn't know Christians like basketball, you know, and it's just stuff like that. And then like even, you know, it's um the things that you did not think were true like oh like christians like basketball but then you see how a christian plays basketball you know because usually when people play basketball they're all prideful and you know cursing at one another and getting all angry and stuff like but but like when you see a christian playing basketball it's just different like you're you know you're dapping other dude up you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like oh good shot you i literally <laughs> oh i literally had a dude like cross me up and hit some crazy <laughs> lip and i was i was literally i was like Bro, that was a nasty move. Yeah. I was like, that joint was nice. And it's little things like that where, like, you you have somebody who's, like, more mature in the faith and you see things like that and you're just like, like, that, you glean off of that. Like, mm-hmm. wow, like, just the fruits, the little things matters. You know what I mean? Because that could really encourage and um just establish your walk just deeper with Jesus. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so get community, guys. Come get community. On, get community. Yeah. All right. 
after that side note. <laughs> Welcome to the Immerse Podcast. Yes, sir. Um, in this podcast, we get immersed in the Word of God to break down popular topics through a biblical perspective that will help to disciple the body of Christ. Come on. And we're going to be talking about lust today. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we're just going to be breaking down like what lust is because it's something that is relevant to every every person every single person because there's always going to be a temptation um of lust and we're going to break down what gauge is actually going to break down like the definitions of lust within the hebrew language the greek language so yeah yeah and um sometimes if you listen to some teachers they're like why do they keep going to the greek why do they keep going to the hebrew and a lot of that is like the the greek and the hebrew language is so much uh more uh, complex than just the English language. So it's sometimes to be able to translate things over, like for example, like what we're about to talk about today, we're about to talk about the lust of the flesh. Um, and to be able to talk about the lust of the flesh, you actually, like it's good to know what is lust. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of, we immediately run that lust is actually a sexual immorality type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and majority of time when it's used, especially in the English language, that is what it refers to. Yeah. But lust actually in the Hebrew and in the and in the Greek, in the Hebrew, it's the word kamad. I might be pronouncing it a little off, but um, it's like ninety percent correct. Is uh, <laughs> you know because they be <laughs> you know they be yeah. you know they be doing that stuff, but um, it's kamad um, in the, in the, in Hebrew, and then in the Greek, it's actually epithemia. Um, and so the thing is, though, they mean lust, but the, it, they I mean when they get translated over into uh, English, a lot of the times they'll use lust. But the real uh, meaning of that is actually to desire something, yeah. to earnestly desire something, even in some forms to covet. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's actually that's a sin in itself mm-hmm. um, to covet. And to covet is basically to um, want something that in the sense isn't yours, like to covet someone else, wa- someone else's wife yeah. uh, or someone else's husband. Like that isn't yours. You yeah. can't you can't desire that. You know what yeah. I mean? And so. It's, a, it's something that's supposed to be unobtainable, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's something mm-hmm. that's like. It's not for you, like you said. No, that's good. Unattainable. Ooh, come on now. <laughs> I'm going to bring out these words. Praise Jesus. I mean, it ain't that big of a word, but it sounded good. <laughs> it's unattainable. Huh? You know, you were just like, it's unattainable. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not. like, yes, that's it. Hey, praise Jesus. It's unattainable. Um, and so, guys, the, the the this is the wild thing. So um, I was looking up, uh, so when you're getting into lust, and one of the first times that you actually somewhat hear about this first term of like what of lust um, was the word kamad. Um, and that is in, um, and you actually, you first time you find it, this is in the Hebrew. Um, cause if you didn't notice the, the new Testament, the new Testament is going to be written in Hebrew. I mean, sorry, old Testament, sorry. Old Testament is going to be written in Hebrew. And then the new Testament, you're going to have Greek and Aramaic as well. All right. And then you have the book of Hebrews. The he- book of Hebrews is actually, it's written in Hebrew, you know? Um, so now as we're going to go back, so with, um, Kamad, you actually see in Genesis three, um, and that was where Satan actually comes as a serpent, and he's um, influencing Adam and Eve, right? But he's he's focusing on Eve to actually eat of the fruit. So Eve was told, um, Eve was told through Adam, because God originally told Adam, right? And it was basically you can eat of every tree of the uh, that's on the, that's on the um, uh, on the face of the ground, right? That's in the garden, but you do not eat of of this tree, right? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and also the tree of life. You don't like you stay away from those. Um, and so Satan comes around, right? And the word is actually kamad. And what Satan tries to do is Satan tries to entice them, right? And actually 
he uh, he switches the words around and actually gets them to act, gets Eve to actually look at the fruit and say, "Do you not see that it's good? For, it's it's good uh, for knowledge. It's good. Um, it looks good to eat." Um, and so he's enticing Eve, and through enticing Eve, Eve starts to have this lust, this desire, the kamad inside of her, and so Eve actually goes, and that's why she ends up taking this fruit, which ended up being the down the downfall um, of all humankind. Um, and so it was that lust that actually rose up within her. And even to this day, right, there is still that lust that actually does, uh, that is brewing up inside of us even to this day. Um, and that's why we have the lust of flesh. So we're going to break this down even more. But all the way throughout scripture, um, you have this lust of the flesh. You have the, these, uh, this, this, these desires that are within us that are contrary to the, th- to the ways of the spirit. Um, Galatians 5 does this like beautifully. Um, where it actually talks about how the um, the desires of the flesh are contrary to the desires of the spirit. Um, and so we're going to be getting more into this about the lust of the flesh and these desires. And at the very end, we're actually going to get into how we can overcome that. Um, and so um, we're actually going to move on to our next thing is basically kind of getting into some context. Let's get into some context of how does scripture actually portray uh, lust. So yeah. And seeing some like um, some instances of lust. So. Um, we can go to Matthew chapter five, verses 27 through 28. And um, we actually touched on this the last episode on sexual dreams, but it's relevant to this as well, because, oh, you know, absolutely. both deals with like sexual immorality. And we are in the sexual series uh, currently. So if you guys want to flip, flip to Matthew five, verses 27 through 28 in the ESV translation, it says you have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. Um, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So you see right here, like, you know, Jesus getting into it. It's the look, you know, just like you were explaining with Eve, like, you know, she she looked at the um at the fruit, you know, and she longed for she she desired it. She coveted it. Um, You know, and that's the same. And the, uh, the same as this, you know, when you look at a woman, when you look at a man and you want it, you know what I mean? And like we said, unobtainable, it's not your it's not your spouse. So you shouldn't be looking at them with a lustful intent, with a sexual thought in mind, with a sexual desire. You know what I mean? And that's what Jesus was trying to break down right there. Yeah. And guys, I, I want to even uh, break this down. That, that that Sermon of the Mount, Matthew 5, um, was one of the greatest sermons uh, that really of like of all time. This is like Jesus coming up, coming and actually giving a whole sermon. I mean, it goes on for a while. I mean, from Matthew 5 all the way into Matthew 6. I think it goes all the way um, right before even into even into Matthew 7. You know what I mean? Jesus is just um, he is preaching um, yeah. and hitting so many different things so yeah. many different things that was just super hypocritical back in the day things were just bla- like like flat out sin and one thing that jesus finds that's super important to talk about because this was such a high topic back in the day was lust yeah you know what i mean and then just like what devin was talking about like it's uh if you read in that verse 28 it says but um but i say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And it was the part that this adultery, I mean, this lustful intent, um, and this is really, I want you guys to get into the context, is that lust, actually, it begins in the mind. Mm. This is something that begins in the mind. Um, And you see this in other scriptures as well. Um, But specifically in this one, it says, I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent, lustful intent, you're looking at the woman, it's beginning in the mind, right, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And if you don't know what adultery is, let's say... um, so with a married couple, right, if someone sees the married couple, right, and let's say the, uh, another man, right, is really attracted to another man's wife, and he actually goes and he actually sleeps with her, 
um, right? That man has committed adultery. That woman who is in that relation, who is in that uh, covenant with that man, has committed adultery as well. Um, and Jesus was actually saying he was just like, even if you look at that woman with lustful intent and being like, mm, she's bad, and you start actually fantasizing about her, mm-hmm. you start thinking about her sexually and whatnot. Um, and you're actually in the mind. You start to begin and lustful desi- let your the lust that uh, that evil desire starting to like rise up within you. Yeah. That fantasy, you have committed the sin of adultery, right? Mm-hmm. And I even want to tie this together. Let's say if you're not married, right? Does that mean that you can actually have a lustful uh, thought for a woman or for a man? You know what I mean? Like if a woman is actually looking over at a man and he's like, and she is like lusting after him, and desiring him, like even though that that man may be single, right? And you're actually, because here's the thing though, like when you're uh, walking with Jesus, you were married to Jesus. So to look Mm -hmm. at another man or to look at another woman with lustful intent, right? You were actually committing, you were actually committing sin and in a sense committing adultery because you were actually with the Lord. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I don't mean you were even talking about this. Me and Deb were talking about like, man, don't you hate when you're like, you know, um, especially for, I believe a lot of men deal with this and I, I'm sure like women, women deal with this in a different area. And I'm yeah. going to touch on that for a second, but men will be looking around and then like, I don't know where we're like looking at some woman's breasts or we're like looking around and we like our eyes just fall on some woman's like, um, on some woman's butt. And yeah, it's like, like accidentally. Yeah. Like accidentally. So no, I, I, I have, uh, I've seen people where it's just like, I mean, they're looking intentionally, yeah. you know what I mean? They're actually yeah. trying to look like right. breaking their neck so they could look. Right. And I feel sorry for you that. I'm just like, man, like, do you not see them as something more than just a piece of meat? Yeah. Like I had one of my uh, coworkers the other day, like show me his phone. Right. He literally, sh- he showed me his phone. He's like, Gage, he's like, what you think about this girl? Right. Um, and like her butt's all out. And this is like in Instagram and stuff like that. And I like, I turned my head away, but then I was just like, let me be bold real quick. Like, let me, let me tell this dude what's up. And I was like, I was like, I see what you're doing, bro. But like, in all reality, like I'm not into that because that's not that, that doesn't, that's not the basis for for how I, I would want to find a woman who I would want to actually be with. You know what I mean? Like I look at women as so much of more value than what they may carry on their physical body. And then he, he shut up like real quick, like after mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's so much, uh, and you know, in men, we, we sexualize things so much, you know what I mean? Um, and, but I also wanted to put this disclaimer out there that, um, for a man, like if you're growing in this area of like trying to you, like, you find that your eyes just look into that area, like, this happens with many men. You aren't the only one. And if you, if your eyes happen to fall onto that certain bo- body part, I want you to know that the minute that you turn away and you repent from that moment, like um, that it isn't sin. I just want to let you know that. But the minute that you take a second look, the minute that you actually start to fantasize in your mind and you start to go somewhere in that, that is where that look turns into lust and you actually have committed, you're committing sin. Yeah. Does that mean, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. And I know I'm rapping right now, but I do want to talk about this thing with women as well. Women, can yes look at men um men's body parts and whatnot and have lustful intent but i also want to know that women also will look at men and what women are desiring they're wanting a place where they can actually share their heart they're wanting they're wanting relationship they're wanting someone that they could actually um give themselves to you know what i mean they're looking at the the beauty of this man and they're like oh i want to share myself with him or or i want to i want to actually have someone i can actually talk to or whatnot be very careful and protect your heart but by you actually entering into that place of of um fantasizing about being with this man so you could like you know be with him maybe lay on his chest like talk about um you know talk about life and be able to share the the depth of what what's going on in your own life um that 
be careful because that you, you could be lusting after that man in that area, even if you're not lusting after him sexually, but just lusting after your heart, actually just being able to connect with him. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and thinking about what that could be, because that could lead you to make some serious bad decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Reaching out to him and then, you know, men are super manipulative yeah. um, in the sense of like saying whatever, going along with whatever, just so they can get what they want, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, you got to guard your heart because like um, like you were saying, lusting could be for multiple reasons. You know what I mean? Um, But that that's a big thing is like the sexual side of it. You know, we got to guard our heart always and make sure that we're pure before the Lord because that's the most important thing. And even uh, Proverbs 6 kind of talks about it. Um, Proverbs 6, towards the end of the chapter, it, it gets into uh, staying away from the adulterous woman. And it's like um, in verses 20 through 24, it's kind of just given like a, a exhortation kind of. And then it says, my son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching bind them on your heart always tie them around your neck when you walk they will lead you when you lie down they will watch over you and when you awake they will talk with you for the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life to preserve you from the evil woman from the smooth tongue of the adulteress and then um in in proverbs 6 verses 25 in the nkjv translation it says do not lust after her uh beauty in your heart nor let her allure you with her eyelids. So it, it, it's giving us like an exhortation, like don't even look, don't don't even look at her beauty. Don't even let it allure you. Don't even let it get your attention, like look away. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, and we have to guard our hearts from that. You know, we have to make sure that we're pure before the Lord. Yeah. And I think it's also good. Like I've been with some of my Christian brothers, like probably like even with Dev as well. Uh, we'll be, we'll be out somewhere something like that. And we see like a beautiful waitress, like mm -hmm. she's, she's a woman, right. Or we see someone that's like over at a restaurant or like we're walking out somewhere and like, we'll look at each other and be like, wow, like she's really beautiful. Yeah. And we're not sitting there being like, man, look at this, look at that. Like, yeah. And you know, yeah. we're fantasizing our mind or, or mm -hmm. you know, demonically in the world, they'll be like, oh man, like, would you hit that? You know, would you do that? You mm -hmm. know? And that's just like terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but actually being able to be like, that's a beautiful woman. Yeah. Like, that's a beautiful woman. And, yeah. um, and I was even talking with Dev yesterday and I want to say this to the women out there as well. There is me and Devin absolutely agree to this. There is nothing more beautiful than a woman being able to dress modestly and mm. actually walking in, in confidence, knowing yeah. what she has, but is, but isn't putting it out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about that the other day, um, because women, you don't want to cause and I, this gets a little controversial because, you know, some people are like, well, they shouldn't be lusting. You know what I mean? I should be able to wear what I right. want and they shouldn't have that. But in the end, because of how our culture is, it's so sexualized. Right. You can even have Christian men. But if you're out here, you know, um, and this men need to be careful what they wear as well. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, but if you're um, like women, if you're wearing like crop tops, if you're wearing, um, you know, I know the gray, the gray joggers, you know, mm -hmm. you know them things, you know, um, these things that um, just attract Attention. I, attention to your sexual parts yeah those sexual parts are for the lord and for your husband mm -hmm. that alone yeah do you know what i mean um so yeah and it's funny because i think i mentioned this on the last podcast as well i was doing some research and um i came across this website and it was a woman talking about like adultery and um she's a married woman and she was saying what her definition how she would define lust is looking um anytime you look at someone or someone's body because you think they look good or might look good um, this would be opposed to the normal routine of just noticing a person. You can notice a person has red hair or is tall or has broad shoulders. However, lusting is different than noticing. Lusting is when you intentionally direct your eyes toward a person or their body because it looks good or sexual, uh, sexually appealing to you. 
So when you kind of think about it, like, you know, like we may uh, acknowledge that somebody's beautiful. Hey, that's pure. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like she she she's pretty like, boom, Um, you know, your your sibling. Oh, she's pretty. Boom. But you're not looking at her with like a sexual intent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like so when you notice something is different than when, you know, like think about it as like a double look. Like when you see somebody and you and you acknowledge, OK, they're pretty. But it's like, OK, well, maybe that double that that thought will come. Like, well, let me look at her again and let me mm -hmm. see, you know, her shirt was looking a little low. Like, you know, or her, you know what I'm saying? Her pants mm -hmm. are a little tight. Like mm -hmm. that's when it becomes like lust. You know what I mean? Because you're looking at her desiring after her. You know what I mean? You're looking at something that you shouldn't be able to obtain. Back to the word unattainable. So that's how she defined it. And I thought that was like a great uh, definition of what lust, like what it could be. Yeah. And I would even say like with desiring a so for a man to desire a woman or for a woman to desire a man, um, it doesn't necessarily like if you're de if you see someone and you're desiring them, um, you can desire. I just want to let you guys know you can desire someone from a pure place. Um, but that is where like with the Lord, we're going to be talking about like what is what is the spirit of God doing within us? that actually helps us to be able to actually uh, to move away from the lust of the flesh, to move away from the desires of this world, to be able to actually um, like when I see a woman, I'm actually able to desire her in the sense of the, the purity and the beauty and how God has created her in the sense of like, wow, like she's awesome. Or for a man, for uh, a woman to be able to desire a man and being like, um, he's a leader, like he's like he's strong, like he's able, like he has the characteristics of a man of God. Where like I desire that with with purity, and not in the place of like finding some weakness within ourselves, being like I need another person. Like you know, you hear this phrase in the world that oh, I'm only half, and then I need to find my other half. Yeah, and that's not it's not biblically sound yeah. um you need to be whole and you're you're a ha you're like half you're literally almost nothing until you find um until you actually put your your eyes upon jesus where jesus is able to like what it says in scripture that he's able to open our eyes where he is actually able to open our ears he is actually to remove the hardness of our heart to circumcise yeah. our heart that we may be able to have understanding to see him to hear him to understand him to know him to love him that that's what makes us whole and in that sense i like for me and Dev, like we desire, like, um, to, if Lord willing, spouses that have that as well. And so for you guys, as for, um, for women as well, to have, you be becoming, trying to become fully, um, walking with Jesus to be made whole in Him, yeah. right? Because you, in the end, He needs to be, Jesus needs to be your everything. He yeah. needs to be what what makes you whole, not another person, not another. Because what ends up happening is that person actually ends up becoming an idol in your life. Mm. And that person, again, I remember Jay was on here a while ago. He's like, you're you're not you're 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 not marrying like their Holy Spirit. Like you're yeah. you're 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 marrying like who that person is. You know what I mean? Right. When they're moving in the Holy Spirit, you may think that they're this and that and the third, but there is only one constant. And it's Jesus. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, godliness with contentment is great gain. And that's what we need to desire and go mm -hmm. after is that, you know, godliness with contentment to be content with just him alone. Like he should be our everything. You know what I mean? Every everything else that he gives, like he he's the father of lights. And, uh, you know, he gives like great and perfect gifts. They all come from above with him. But but, you know, he's given us the greatest the greatest gift in Christ Jesus. And that should be enough. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, guys, we're going to go ahead and um, we're going to talk more um, and we're going to actually go into James chapter one. Um, and in, and this is a this is a big struggle for so many people, guys, like so many people. I mean, um, the less of the flesh um, is so ingrained in the members uh, of, of our of our body that it's um, I mean, again, like I'm going to quote this again, even in what in Galatians five, it, it's like the things of the flesh are contrary to the things of the spirit. Um, what even what it says in Romans that we're supposed to live by the spirit. 
and not gratify the desires of the flesh. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, this is in James 1. Um, we're going to go to verses 13. So James 1, 13. Let me get it back real quick. Okay. So let's get into this. Uh, so James 1, verse 13, we're going to start. It says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. So just to throw that out there, God is not going to put a naked man, a naked woman. He, God isn't going to throw pornography in front of you to tempt you to see if you're walking with him. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. God's not going to do that. It's not in his character. It's not in who he is. But um, it, the scripture is going to continue in that. And it says in verse 14, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And when sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So I want you to know that this desire part where it talks, it says, then um, it says, but in verse 14, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. That's the epithemia, uh, the word for lust. Then the epithemia, the desire, right? The lust, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown brings forth to death so it's when um when james is writing this he's, he's actually taking this whole uh this this progression of like lust and then turning into sin and then that sin when it's fully conceived uh turns into death he's tying it together in a sense of like um into uh, pregnancy um like how when a woman receives the seed right it starts to grow and then when the child is fully fully grown it gives birth to something right Um, And so in this, right, I want you to think about it as lust as being that seed, right? And lust, when when you're, when you desire something with evil intent, right? And when you're thinking upon it, it already is sin. And then when you're thinking upon it and you continue to fantasize upon it, you actually end up going after it and you grab it with your hands. And now you're actually entering into that sin. An example would be, um, you may have a wicked thought for a woman, for something that you see on social media or for whatever may happen, Right. And then you enter into that. And then what ends up happening, maybe it leads you into masturbation. Maybe it leads you into pornography. Maybe it leads you into saying a lie. Maybe it leads you into stealing. Now that sin is actually taking full forth. Now that sin, right, will continue to grow, right? And it's actually, it's in the mother's womb. And then that sin is starting to birth. And then what ends up happening is that the Bible says, right, what it says in in James 1, that when it's fully grown, it actually will lead into death. Yes, like there's a, there's an aspect of, um, of, of death that it will lead like in a, into honestly a place of hell like it's death but also there's a place where we can actually grow so hard towards god um that we actually aren't like where we become we become lost in the sauce i mean if you want to say it like yeah. that you know what i mean where we get so hardened by our sin and this is what happened to the israelite people um that they were so stiff-necked that they were so blinded right that god was just like literally uh, several times throughout the scripture he's like i'm just i'm giving you over to to your to your reprobate mind um due to the uh the stiff neck your hardness of heart um because you're so fixated upon your sin that it is produced death within you you know what i mean now god in his saving mercy and what he's done on the cross is able to actually set you free you know what i mean but i want you to think about this way if lust uh, if the seed of lust leads into sin and that sin leads to death, how much more is the word of God, that longing of God, um, that word of God that actually comes in as seed in your life that will then lead to righteousness and that righteousness ends up leading to life. You know what I mean? There's an, yeah. So I want you to know like the same way how lust is that seed that may come inside of you, right? And in a sense, like, like how a woman may uh, receive the seed from a man and actually start to get pregnant, that that lust is a seed that ends up leading into sin and that sin will end up leading into death. What it talks about in James one, let's like now how much more powerful, let's say if you look at it in the opposite direction, that the longing of God 
right? I'm not going to say lust, but the longing of God, the, his word the, to desire his face is the seed within you that will end up leading to righteousness, not sin, but righteousness. And that righteousness will end up leading into life. Amen. You know, so um, this is just like, giving you guys a context of this, of this um, whole understanding. So. That's so good. And that just kind of made me think of like uh, all flesh is like grass and the glory is like the um, all all flesh is like grass. And then the glory is like the flower of the field, like mm-hmm. all grass withers. Um, the, fl- the the glory of the flower fades away, but the word of God abides forever. Like it's just like we, we need to long after the word of God because that's what will bring true life. You know, Jesus is the bread that came down from heaven and we should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. That was good. Amen. That yeah. was good. So, yeah, now that we know, like, kind of what lust is, um, some scriptures that kind of go over lust and the lust of the flesh and kind of like some um, examples of what mm-hmm. it is. Now we're going to kind of like transition more into like, because, you know, I think each episode when we do uh, topics like these, we kind of like to leave you guys with uh, and even ourselves like with a bit of encouragement and um, like how we could help, like how 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 the word of God can help us. So we're going to go to Ephesians uh, chapter two, if you guys want to go there and um because this is gonna this is kind of going to show us how we overcome but it's not that we overcome as people you know what i'm saying because it's nothing that we have done but what god has done for us in christ jesus that defeats lust in the life of the believer because it's what god has done god has done it all it's by his grace that we have been saved so if you guys want to start at ephesians chapter 2 this is the esv translation and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, which is the devil, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So this is talking about all of us, you know, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, and for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's Romans, um, Romans chapter three and Romans chapter six. But now this is back to verse three, among whom we all once lived in the passions of, of our flesh. And some translations say in the lust of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So Paul's like letting us know, like we were all doomed, like we were all destined for hell. The way that we all once lived was but we were toast. We were done for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we were living in the lust of our flesh, what we wanted to do. We was doing we didn't care about God or the things of God. You know, before Jesus saved me, I didn't care. I didn't you know what I mean? I mean there was there was multiple times I was doing stupid stuff with a Bible in my presence, you know, and I didn't, you know, I didn't really have a fear of the Lord or cared that much to really, you know what I mean? Be like, oh, well, am I really doing, you know, da da da? Like maybe I felt guilty, but, you know, but so this is Paul like letting us know, like, you know, we were, we were tripping, like we were, you know, dead spiritually. But then in verse four, it transitions more to like what God has done to redeem us. Uh, so this is Ephesians 2, um, verse four, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace you had been saved. So it's funny that like Paul is like talking like, man, like we were all in the lust of our flesh, but what God has done because of his love for us and his great mercy, like he has saved us because he wanted to. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that he desired in a sense. You know what I mean? That's what he wanted. Not not that he needed us, you know, because I remember I heard from somewhere like, you know, sometimes we kind of make it seem like God needed us. God is self-sufficient. God is sovereign. God is omnipotent. He doesn't need us, but it was his great mercy with which he loved us that he saved us in Christ Jesus. And that just shows you his grace and his mercies. You know what I mean? Because it's that he wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Like Jesus willingly got on the cross for us. You know what I mean? And it's so beautiful. But that's just like in a sense, like, um, you know, like God has done it for us. God has provided 
the um you know the 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 overcoming process for us it's not that we have to do it it's not a burden that we have to take upon ourselves it's like we could lean on god because god has already done it in christ jesus we just have to trust in him you know what i mean and then we go to Romans chapter 12, if you guys want to go there, because this is another thing to where it could like help us. And I know I was watching a video on uh, Vody Bakum and he broke this down beautifully. Like, it, I mean, if anybody wants to hear this sermon, like, like, let me know and I'll send it to you. Because when I tell you it blessed my life, it made me look at Romans chapter 12, verses one and two, completely different. But I'm going to read uh, verse one. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Amen which is your spiritual worship do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind i'm gonna repeat that one part once again just listen to this do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect so what we can get out of this is pause like letting us know don't be conformed to this world because just like we read in ephesians chapter 2 there was a time where we were walking after the lust of our flesh we didn't care you know if we wanted something we'll do it if we want to look at a woman we would do it if we wanted to you know watch whatever we wanted we would do it you know what i mean but in this sense paul's letting us know by the mercies of god give yourself present yourself a living sacrifice holy so set apart different and um, acceptable to God, you know, give yourself to God in a way that's acceptable to him, you know, because time and it's a temptation as well. Like we want to give ourselves to God in the way that we want to do it. Mm -hmm. But there's a specific way that God wants us to come to him, holy and acceptable unto him. And we have to do it by his way, by his word. You know what I mean? By his law. You know what I mean? In Christ Jesus, in, in his spirit, you know, like Jesus said, uh, the those who will worship the father are true worshipers who worship in spirit and in truth, Amen. you know. But then you get the verse two. do not be conformed to this world. Don't do the things that the world is doing. Don't lust after things like the world does. You know what I mean? Because when you're a part of the world, you don't care about the things of God. But then you get the uh, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So it's like, let your mind be transformed by God. You know, let your mind be renewed. Let your mind be changed that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. So when your mind is renewed, you start to you start to think more like God. You know what I mean? Not in a, um, just just not that we know everything, but, you know, our, our minds, our hearts, it desires the word of God. It desires the thing that God desires because he puts his spirit within us. You know what I mean? We no longer have the spirit that is now in the sons of disobedience, but we now have the spirit of the living God. So we desire the things that God wants. You know what I mean? We want his will to be done um, as in heaven on earth. You know what I mean? So let our minds be renewed so we know the will of God, that we don't long or desire a covet after things that is contrary to the will of God. But let's desire the things that God wants to happen. Let's desire the coming kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like we don't want... Let us not lust after the things that are unobtainable. I keep going back to that word, but that's what it is. You know, mm -hmm. let's let us long for the things that are obtainable, the things that God wants to come. You know what I mean? And um, all those things are good and acceptable and perfect. And that's the things that we should desire after. And then um, back going back to um, Matthew chapter five, because I think we also touched on this last episode. And I'm, you know, um, last episode kind of had a lot of the stuff that we're now bringing into this episode. But hey, it's the words of Christ. So who cares? Mm -hmm. um, if your right eye causes you to sin. I'm sorry. This is verse twenty nine through thirty. 
uh, Matthew chapter 5. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body uh, go into hell. So basically when we, you know, we could look at this as like this is also um, a great thing to do because... There's things that, you know, we involve ourselves in and that brings more temptation to lust, to fall into the lust of the flesh. Like, you know, the things that could potentially cause us to, to, to fall into lust, to fall into temptation, cut those things off, whether it be movies, um, you know, watching certain things, social media, uh, whether it be people, you know, whether it be your mm -hmm. friends, like you were mentioning at That's first, real. whether yep. it be your friends that, you know, they, they want to go out club, clubbing, they want, they drink, they smoke. You got to cut those things off because that can make you fall into the lust of the flesh because maybe your flesh is still desiring or lusting after those things. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. No, and, and that joint was, there's smoke in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> and like, in exactly what, even what Deb was talking about, like, this is the beautiful thing is that as God is renewing your mind, what he talks about, like in Romans 12, one through two, as God is renewing your mind, because you got to think about it, lust is starting in the mind. Um, it's the desire. And if God, how beautiful it is it that if our original lust, because of we, we've just through the sin of the sin of mankind, like we're just in this sinful world, if our desires are contrary to the things of God, how beautiful is it that when we become born again and have God's spirit living inside of us, that our desires actually start to change. Do you know what I mean? And so if our de when our desires change, um, it's so much uh, it's so much of a better movement that's gonna, that, it, that it's the spirit of God that is just putting our desires on the things of the spirit and not on the things of the world, the things of of the flesh. Amen. You know what I mean? That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, and even like even in um, uh, even to tie like some of this together is that Galatians 524, it says they that are Christ. Right. You who are in Jesus, you who are in Christ. They that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its affections and its lust. The same way how Jesus got upon the cross for the sin of the world, right? Um, that we, right, in the same way have come upon and received the crucifixion of our flesh, the sanctification, this process that is actually happening within us that's removing the affections and the lust and these desires that are, that are inherently wicked away from us so that we may desire the beautiful things of the Spirit. Do you know what mm. I mean? And there's, um, and I believe it's even... Um, I believe it's in uh, Romans 7 where it talks about the the things of the flesh are contrary to the things of the spirit so that it may um, so that uh, we may not do what we want to do. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and that is actually it, it's a it's a thing inside of it that God has actually put within that actually builds uh, godly character um, in our lives. Every time that you're actually able to stop what the lust of the flesh or the desires of your flesh may want to do and mm -hmm. actually desire to actually um, pursue after the things of God, there is this great amount of godly character and, 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 uh, and of growth and maturity in the spirit that is actually happening in your life. That mm -hmm. is so beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I believe fasting is so good because mm -hmm. your flesh does not want you to fast. But I've noticed that with a lot of new believers, I mean, seriously, guys, when I see people like giving their life to the Lord, even for it with Devin, when Devin like was giving your life to the Lord, weren't you like doing like every Friday, like you would mm -hmm. fast and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Like, and it was like, no one ever told him to do that. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, even for me, like I was fasting, I was doing those things and no one really ever told me, but there was something inside uh, that was just like longing for the things of God that you actually will, will withhold yourself 
from the, from the things of this world, you're like, well, I'm just going to desire the things of the spirit and you start fasting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the spirit is like doing something within you. It's sanctifying you. Mm-hmm. It's God's renewing uh, your mind through the reading of the word, mm-hmm. through prayer, through adoration, worship to God, you know? Yeah. And, and, and scripture guys, like, I mean, like Gage was saying, like, I know we hit the point of like community, but scripture is the most important thing. It's, it's so important. Scripture praying and just being in the presence of god is so important like and i just want to like um you know put that out there because everything we talk about it's always going to be about the lord and um you know just scripture is the way that we we hear from god you know that's the main way that we hear from the lord so we have to fill ourselves with scripture we have to we have to we have to Mm -hmm. so i just want to throw that out there like you know because ultimately like you know that's going to renew your mind that's a part of the process we need to know the things of the lord we need to know his ways we can't we can't love him and obey his commandments if we don't know his word you know what i mean so that's it's it's very important we have to get in his presence you know whether it be in, in reading and uh worship and praying um just you know begin his presence guys yeah i mean let it be a lifestyle i mean yeah, even yeah. what Devin was talking about i believe like hebrews talks about that god's word is alive and active it's not dead words on a page yeah. like many books that we may read you yeah. know what i mean but this is it's alive it's active you yeah. know what i mean i mean where it actually um from your it, like it, it separates uh um um, bone and marrow it actually it separates a uh, soul and spirit like yeah. there's this division that happens and uh by the word of god it's a it's it's a it's a living thing yeah you know what i mean and it yeah. manifested and where it even talks about um in the book of john that the word of god became manifest right mm-hmm. and that was and it was jesus yeah you know what i mean that he is the walking like word of god yeah so. yeah that's good um and um, just uh, and we're also going to highlight, guys, these uh, these verses right here that's going to help with be with lust. Um, let me grab my notes real quick. <laughs> smack my glasses against the thing. Like, I've done that before. <laughs> and I'd be wondering, like, did it pick up? Like, did the noise pick up? They probably heard they it. They probably heard it. It's yeah, all it good. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Um, and it, like two verses, guys, I really want to highlight to you guys is we even talked about it. You all right? <laughs> I'm over here. Hey, girl, I thought I was going overboard <laughs> no, in this you, chair. My man like leaned over it. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> like, I'm all right. If you guys heard that, that's funny. Uh, um, well, beautiful part is that uh, that in uh, I I was even saying this last podcast. Please memorize this verse. Second, uh, second, Tim, Timothy, two, 22, 2 Timothy, two, 22, where it talks about fleeing away from youthful lust and that youthful uh, lust that lust part that's also the epithemia Man. um you know what i mean that that desire right um actually we probably need to go there real yeah quick because, flip there y'all yeah, that's me, a great verse and shout me. out to jay man because i think i showed you the other day the note that he made on the bible app y'all did. y'all need to get that you version bible app follow me add me on that joint uh devin parham you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying p-a-r-h-a-m you know what i'm saying add me on that because that is also a very big help because you see what people highlight mm-hmm. you see what people um you know making notes and jay made a wonderful note on this verse and i'll i'll break down what he said on um mm-hmm. no, after you you read no the please verse. actually uh, i'll just read the verse and if you want to break that one part down okay um where it's second timothy 2 22 it says so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness faith love and peace along with those who call on the lord from a pure heart um and also say in, in uh, second timothy 2 22 where it says so flee youthful passions um another trans i think in the king james version and also in the new american standard version it says so flee youthful lust yeah so it's the same epithemia word yeah so. and it's crazy because jay actually made a note the one who was on the podcast um a few episodes ago um he made a note on the bible app on the U version bible app and he was like basically like given just like what the lord gave him on this verse so it's kind of like um like orders it's kind of like an order you know what i'm saying it's like uh one two three so one 
flee youthful passions or flee uh, also youthful lust. And then you have your second order and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace. So it's like pursuing the things that are right with God, because, mm-hmm. you know, righteousness is like right standing with God. Pursue those things. Faith, it's believing in God. Um, love, you know, having that charity, having that, you know, love for God and love for others with, you know, with all your members Come on. Um, and everything within you, all your inward being. And then peace, you know, being at peace with God and, and, and with men as well. And then the third order is along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So it's like a one, two, three. It's like flee, um, go after these things, pursue these things, run after these things. Three, do it with people who's also doing it, like doing it for the Lord in truth. Yes, and it's like when Jay has said that, I'm like, Ooh, OK, yeah, I never like that whole part with and then uh, do this with those uh, who are calling the Lord from a pure heart. Yeah, that word, those I like never really uh, picked that up. You mm. know what I mean? So that's powerful. Mm. So definitely have that as something to, for you guys to like. Um, you you run away from the youthful lust, but things that you pursue and do it along with what we were even talking about at the beginning of this this podcast, um, like doing it with other believers, like yeah. having like a healthy uh, body, uh, uh, like a church to go to. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, and ask the Lord, where's the Lord calling you? Where is He wanting you to go? Uh, yeah. Who are people that He's calling you to run with? And these are prayers, guys, that God he desires and because here's the thing you're not praying um something selfish you're you're praying lord i want to run with you and i want to be walk in righteousness with you guide me and 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 help me to find a church where it would grow me in you where i can actually grow closer to you right it's not selfish at all you know what i mean and then Mm-mm. watch how god will will take you to certain places i mean he even did that with me you know what i mean so these are uh things like that god is uh um, in his timing, he'll give that to you. Right, so. right, mm-hmm. yeah. Ask and it will be given. You Amen. know, if it's according to his will, he will do it. You know what I mean? In his perfect timing. And that's one of my prayers right now because at the moment, I'm in the process of finding a new church as well. So I'm in that same boat with y'all. So pray for me if y'all want me to pray for, if you want me to also pray for you on behalf of that, hit me up and let me know. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, guys, we want to thank you so much. Uh, before we go ahead and we actually start wrapping this whole thing up, um, just some homework. Uh um, and, and I know like homework may be that negative word, but also just like in your own time with the Lord, like I would highly encourage you guys to like to go back to some of these verses that we've already, um, have, uh, quoted and we were getting into, mm-hmm. um, we are going to put those in the notes, uh, mm-hmm. for this whole thing. We're going to put some of those out there. And I would also say, even in your own time, like Galatians five, uh, the, the, the half of Galatians five, I would encourage like to study that. Cause that gets into like the fruit of the spirit. Um, it also gets into the, uh, parts, uh, um, about, uh, resisting, um, the flesh and actually pursuing the uh, the fruits of the spirit. It's just mm-hmm. a great uh, chapter on this as well. Yeah, just and read that whole chapter. Yeah, for real. Yeah, like it's real good. Yeah. Um. And so before we get into all of this, I uh, again we just want to like I'm gonna like wrap this up and then I want to do is I want to pray for you guys. Um. I think we didn't even get a chance to even pray mm-hmm. at the beginning of this. So, um. Yes, yeah, so we'll pray at the end of this and, um. I, I want to encourage you guys that as you're it, the lust, the lust is, is in our is in our flesh. But as you are born again, as you are walking with Jesus and the Holy Spirit that dwells within you, it will give you the ability, um, the Holy Spirit to actually desire the things of the spirit and to refrain from the things of the flesh. And as the things of the flesh, act, the lust of the flesh starts to come up, you can actually rebuke that and actually have greater desires. Like what it talked, what we had done was even talking about earlier, that second Timothy, that we would flee from those, but we would actually pursue what is holy. You know what I mean? Pursue what God, the righteousness um, of God in that. So we can actually run away from, we can run away from the lust of the flesh, but we can actually pursue the holy things of God. Um, so in that whole second Timothy 2.22 verse, you know, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. All right. So, guys, with uh, with with excitement, like 
um, me and uh, Dev are, are excited to pray for you guys. So um, I'm going to go ahead and close this in prayer. So, hmm. so Lord Jesus, Father, I thank you for this whole episode, Lord God, um, and the knowledge of, uh, of your word, God, that I thank you. And even what it, in, um, what it says in Hebrews 12, that your word is alive, God, and it is active like, like a double-edged sword. Um, Father, may it pierce us deep. Um, and may it remove the desires of the flesh, Lord, and allow us to walk in righteousness with you. Um, and so, Lord, I pray for each individual person, Lord God, that it was listening to this podcast, those who you have actually um, have brought near to actually uh, listen to this. I pray, Lord, that it would guide them, Lord God, and lead them into a place of deeper uh, love and adoration and praise and worship unto you. Lord, that even what it talks about in Hebrews 13, that we would give uh, like a sacrifice of praise to you, Lord, um, through all that you were doing, Lord God, um, in their lives. Um, I thank you, Jesus, uh, for your spirit of God that lives within us, Lord, that may you lead us, Lord, um, to desire the things of the spirit and to, re- and to rebuke the desires of the flesh um, and to find you more desirable, God, that you would be the delight of our life, that you would be what we seek after, who we want. And may you um, put within uh, each believer, Lord God, me and Devin as well, Lord God, a desire for holiness, God, a desire for the things of God that we may not fall, Lord God, um, into the desires of this world, Lord God, or be of this world, but we would be children of God, that our spirit would cry out, Abba, Father, like what it says in the word. Um, So I bless each individual person who's listening, God, that you would deliver them, God, and guide them, Lord God, to a life of freedom. Um, away from the lust of the flesh, Lord God, and that they would wage war against this and be able to wage um, the good fight of faith with you. So we bless uh, all who are listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, guys. All right. Thank you so much, for everyone, for listening. Um, now, I, I, even while praying, I was just thinking, like, man, like, I, I appreciate all you guys because it's not even like you know that we're anybody important or special like we're all family in this faith like in Mm -hmm. this walk with one another so like definitely hit myself up hit gauge up for anything like if you guys ever just want to chat chill talk whatever like just hit us up you know what i'm saying like this is this is you know we're doing this for jesus you know what i mean for our lord and savior jesus christ so thank you guys so much grace and peace from god our father and our lord and savior jesus christ to every one of you guys who is listening um bless you guys we'll see y'all next week Peace. All right, guys. Party people.